0: Protein and carbohydrates, they have four calories per gram. Fat has nine calories per gram. And if we multiply and add all these up, it gives us our caloric intake for each day, which essentially means that calories come first. Calories are king. Macros would be queen in this sense. The macros kind of hold the king down. The king wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the queen. Let's be real. But at the end of the day, the king is what makes the final decision and it makes shit happen. So if we want to look at it from a medieval standpoint, not that I'm a historian or anything, that is how we would look at this. All right, now we are on part two of the five-part series, Setting up your specific diet plan. So now that we are on part two, we're going to talk all about macros. So if you are not familiar with macros, macros are macronutrients. Macronutrients are protein, fats, and carbs. The reason these come after calories is because macronutrients actually calculate and add up to what your your calories are. So if we look at protein and carbohydrates, they have four calories per gram Fat has nine calories per gram and if we multiply and add all these up, it gives us our caloric intake for each day which essentially means that calories come first. Calories are king. Macros would be queen in this sense. The macros kind of hold the queen, uh, the king down. The king wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the queen. Let's be real. But at the end of the day, the king is what makes the final decision and it makes shit happen. So if we want to look at it from a medieval standpoint, not that I'm a historian or anything, that is how we would look at this. So… That is first and foremost. Understand that. Now, when we look at creating our macros, we have to remember that protein and calories are the two most important things. So before we do anything else, we have to set up our protein goal. But keep in mind that… There are some caveats or uh, things to remember before you even consider tracking macronutrients or things to remember and know and be aware of when you go into tracking macros and staying on a macronutrient-based diet. One of those things is, again, that calories are king. And what this means is that if your macros fluctuate day-to-day or if they are not – directly on point like let's say you have to consume 150 grams of protein but one day you got 160 big deal one day you got 140 big deal you're staying within those ranges that's the biggest key now if carbs are supposed to be 150 and fats are supposed to be 50 and those fluctuate back and forth slightly but your calories stay in check then you are fine and you do not need to stress we have to remember this because nothing is exact and nothing is perfect things are going to fluctuate and at the end of the day we do not know for a fact that this One cup of white rice is exactly 45 grams. That's an estimate itself. It's a really good estimate and we should follow those estimates because that's better than nothing. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that calories matter most. So before you do anything or before you worry about anything, make sure that you are staying on top of your calories above all else. That is the biggest thing to remember when we go into macronutrient dieting. That being said, carbs and fat generally do not matter too much. Until training comes into play. And what I mean by that is if you set your calories and protein, you can actually decide to let your carbs and fats fluctuate back and forth as long as you're hitting your protein and your calories. Because those are the two biggest shifters. Calories change your weight. Protein does a whole lot else, which I'm about to get into, that you need to have that in check as well. But carbs and fats don't matter as much. But… When we have specific goals, macros being specific can actually come into play. And that's when, for instance, if we are training intense, so if you're a CrossFit trainer or an intense athlete, or you're a bodybuilding style athlete who uses high volume training, high glycolytic training, so you have a lot of high set, high rep volume, you are definitely going to want to be more on a high carb diet, period. If you are more, uh, lower intensity, you are doing yoga more, you are doing walking more, you are just hiking or you don't really train that often, you could actually get away with a much higher diet because your body's going to store glycogen anyway and you don't need that much glycogen on a regular basis in order to perform those uh, activities. So you have to adjust according to that. And I do suggest that you dial those in because at the end of the day, if you are not training intensely, you don't have a big use for carbohydrates, and you are going to probably live longer, be healthier, and have lower inflammation if you focus more on fats than you are carbs in that sense. But if you're training hard and you have aesthetic goals of building more muscle and burning more fat and performing harder and higher and stronger and heavier and faster or whatever it may be in the gym, I highly suggest being on a higher carb ratio diet. Next, preference and adherence is the biggest key. If you're looking for general fat loss, we know that fats and carbs don't matter too much. Calories and protein does. So if you prefer to eat more fats than carbs or you prefer to eat more carbs and fats and that allows you to adhere to the diet plan for a longer period of time, then I actually suggest that you do just that. Stick to what you can adhere to in the long run and be the most consistent with because at the end of the day, that is the biggest crucial factor is being consistent along the way. Now, when we break up our macronutrients and decide where our macros should actually be, the first and most important macro that we need to set is protein. Protein is really important for a lot of things. But in, – and in, let me make this clear – your body uses it for more things than just skeletal and muscular tissue. Your body's immune system, your kidneys, your liver, every almost every organ and immunity system in the body uses protein in some way or can use protein in some way. So it's good for our hair. It's good for our skin. It's good for our metabolism. It's good for everything. But we're going to talk about body composition here. So the main reason is protein rebuilds tissue. And if we want to rebuild muscle so we can burn more fat, change our body composition, build strength, build muscle, we need Protein. The next thing to think about, protein has a high thermic effect of food, meaning we burn more calories by digesting it. So when we have a higher ratio of protein in our diet, we're likely to actually burn more calories on a day-to-day basis actually just from eating and digesting, which is pretty easy way to burn more fat and burn more calories on a daily basis. Last but not least, when we can retain and maintain muscle mass and have a higher thermic effect of food – Both of these things contribute to a higher metabolism because having more muscle mass and having less body fat leads to a better metabolism, period. The more muscle you have, the more energy you're going to expend, the more uh, essentially tissue you have on your body that's energy demanding because your body needs to work to keep muscle. So it's going to burn more calories just to maintain the muscle on your body. On top of that, the thermic effect of food obviously increases the rate of burn as well. So both of these things equal a higher and faster metabolism. So it's really suggested to have a higher protein diet. And one more thing I got to add in there, protein actually has the highest satiation rate as well. So you will be more satiated, the satiety rate is higher, you will be more satisfied, more full, um, more satiated after eating protein versus carbs or fat. So if we have a high protein meal, we're going to stay fuller for longer. So if we spread our meals out throughout the day with higher protein frequency, we're going to be fuller for longer. It's going to be easier to maintain diet. So if we look at a daily macronutrient goal, it makes a lot of sense to have higher carbs – or I mean sorry, higher protein because it's going to keep us full and it's going to be easier to adhere to that diet in the long run. All right. So how do we break up our protein? The easiest way to break this up is – Starting with gaining, you're going to want anywhere between 0.7 to 1 gram per pound. The reason being is because you have a high calorie surplus and you're going to have a lot of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates can have a protein-sparing uh, effect, meaning if you have more carbs in your diet, you don't need as much protein. And if we're gaining and we want to uh, – actually implement more carbs and less of the rest because that will allow us to perform more, build more muscle, so on and so forth. So you're going to actually have a little bit less. Now, when you're cutting or dieting for fat loss, you're going to want anywhere between one gram all the way up to 1.4 grams per pound of body weight. So the way this fluctuates is simple. If you're on a normal fat loss diet, you should probably be on one gram per pound. If you have 50 plus pounds to lose, you might not even need one gram per pound, maybe one gram per pound of goal body weight. But if you are a lean individual and you were trying to cut to sub 10 levels of body fat, you're going to want to bump that up to 1.2 or maybe even 1.4 grams per pound because you are getting lighter so you need more weight for or more grams per meal to spike muscle protein synthesis. But on top of that, keeping your calories high enough while you're dieting is easier to do when you have a higher percentage of protein because it's really hard to store protein as body fat. So – When we're dieting, we want to get away with the minimum effective dose, right? So we want to diet on as many calories as possible. Having higher protein makes this really easy compared to having low protein. Um, We're going to add to that as well. Higher protein equals more likelihood of maintaining muscle. One of the biggest goals of cutting body fat is maintaining muscle in the process. So we want to do everything we can to make sure that we're maintaining as much muscle as possible. And one of those things is going to be to keep protein high. So you can actually get more um, than one gram per pound. And I promise you this will not harm your kidneys. It will not harm your liver. It will not harm your body. If you go up to two grams per pound, you could possibly have effects. But most of those effects are going to be digestive and gut related. Um, but you really have to push it super high on top of a, a good amount of calories for in order to have any negative effects from protein. And they've done study after study on this. So anybody that tells you that is not the truth. Not, not, um, Not telling the truth. Or it's just bullshitting you and and it's just all hype. There's a lot of hype out there around too high-protein diets. And I agree. Some people are consuming way too much protein. Having 1.2 to 1.4 grams per pound is not a lifestyle factor. It's not a a way to eat on a long-term basis. But if you are doing a short-term cut to get really, really lean, it is smart to do so so you can keep your calories high. If you're looking for normal fat loss, I suggest 1 gram per pound or less. You don't need a crazy amount. The next macronutrient we're going to cover… Is fat. So now that we got the most important macronutrient out of the way, and again, if this is overwhelming, we got to remember that if you set your calories and set your protein, you can actually just let your carbs and fat fluctuate. So maybe that's what you want to do. You have your calories set. You set your protein and you stick to those two. You let carbs and fats kind of fluctuate along the week as things go and as your schedule and and meals and everything adjusts and what you're craving, you're still going to lose weight. You just need to keep the protein in check and you need to keep your calories balanced or in the deficit that you need in order to lose weight. If you do those two things, and I've had plenty of clients do so for a long period of time, you will consistently lose weight as wanted. But if you're looking to take things to the next level, then we're going to set the rest. First is coming fat. Fat is an essential nutrient, and so is protein. And what this means is that you actually need it in order to survive. So we don't want to cut it too low. Carbs, you can survive without. But again, if you want to thrive and train harder and burn more fat and build more muscle, you're going to want to have carbs in your diet. But with fat, we need a minimum amount to literally function uh, hormonally properly and and survive on a regular basis. So what we're going to do here is we're going to set a cutting and a gaining, Just like we did with protein. For cutting, you're gonna wanna set your fat intake at 20 to 40 percent of your calorie intake or 0.3 up to 0.5 grams per pound. Okay, so I'm 165 pounds. I believe that 0.3 is around 45, and I believe that 0.5 is around 80. That that would be grams per pound. Now This changes depending on how much you like carbs. So if you're a carb-dominant eater, you enjoy carbs, you would rather have more carbs in your diet, you're probably going to want to go on the lower end. 20% is the minimum amount. I don't suggest anybody go lower than 20%. That being said, set this according to what you crave. If you don't care about how much weight you're lifting, you don't care about building muscle and you are more focused on brain cognition, productivity at work um, and you crave fatty foods like nuts and avocados and fatty fish and fatty steaks and you like chicken legs instead of chicken breast, things like that, then you might want to go with the 0.5 or the 40% of your uh, diet coming from fat. Because it's going to allow you more fat per day and it's going to allow you to adhere better to it. So again, we all come back to that consistency component and whatever you can adhere to best is going to work best. So as you can see, there's a lot of individual uh, individuality of this and I'm going to be writing a blog on my website soon so you guys can actually see it in writing and refer back to it. But the point is 20 to 40% of your calories should be from fat. Anywhere between there is fine. If you are gaining 20 to 30% of your calories – More likely 20. And again, the reason, like I mentioned before, when we're trying to gain weight and gain muscle and perform better – you're probably going to want a higher percentage of your calories coming from carbs. And we already have a good amount of protein. So anything above 30% is likely just going to be stored as body fat. So we want to keep it closer to 20 but all the way up to 30%. So anywhere between that is fine and then the rest will be carbs. And what I mean by that is now that we have your protein figured out and your protein is going to be anywhere between essentially 0.7 all the way up to 1.4 grams depending on if you're gaining, if you're cutting or if you're on an extreme diet – your fat is going to be anywhere between 20 to 40 percent depending on if you are cutting or gaining um, an easy way to do this again is 0.3 all the way up to 0.5 grams per pound if you are cutting and then when we come to carbs we just give the rest of our calories to carbs so if we have 100 for me 165 grams of protein what we would do let's pull out my phone and do some simple math here let's say I'm consuming 2,000 calories a day I have 165 grams of protein, so 165 times 4 equals 660. Let's say that I'm consuming, let's go with the average of what I just said, 55 grams of fat, plus 55 grams of fat, which uh, fat has 9 calories per gram, so I would go 55 times 9. Both of those things added up, what I got from carbs and what I got from fat equals 1,155 calories. So that means... Because I'm consuming 2,000 calories a day, I have 845 grams, or sorry, calories per day left. So if I divide that by 4, it gives me 211, which I would suggest rounding down to 210 or rounding up to 215 just to make things easier. So that means I'm consuming 215 grams of carbs. Super simple. The reason this is – like this is because protein and fat are essential nutrients that we need in order to survive. So we have to make sure that we set the standard for those before anything else. And once we do so and we decide if we're going to be a carb-dominant eater or a fat-dominant eater, then we can leave the rest of carbs. So I actually just gave you calculations based on what I do. I only eat 165 all the way up to 185 grams of protein. I'm pretty flexible. I fluctuate a lot. I'm pretty flexible with how much I eat because I'm not really rigid on a diet right now. I eat anywhere between 50 to 60 grams of fat, and I usually eat between 20 to 20 uh, 200 sorry 200 to 225 grams of carbs. And that's actually what these calculations led up to. And I didn't even plan that out before I did this. So recap real quick: set your protein first. Protein and calories are key. And if you want, you can just follow those two and still see results. If you want to perform better, you want to fast track your results, have more metrics so you can adjust easier in the future, or you plan on gaining muscle, I highly suggest you set protein, fats, and carbs specifically. If you train high volume with intense intense activity, whether it's CrossFit or bodybuilding, you should probably be on a higher carb ratio diet. If you train less or in low intensity fashions, you can be on a lower carb diet. That's totally fine. It may be beneficial. Preference is the biggest key here. So whatever you can adhere to best and you enjoy doing the best and stay consistent the easiest, that's what you should do above all else. For protein, if we are gaining, we want to set it anywhere between 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of body weight, current body weight. If we are cutting, we want to set it anywhere from 1 to 1.4 grams per pound, 1 gram per pound being if you're on a normal fat loss diet. This is pretty much everybody. 1.4, 1.2, 1.4 1.4, 1.2, 1.4 being for anybody who is on a, a, a diet that is trying to get them below 10% body fat for males, probably below 16 to 18% for females. And that's if, really, if you are aesthetically striving for bodybuilding style look, physique style look, maybe not shredded on stage, but close to it, photo shoot ready. That's when you're going to fall into that category, and it's only a temporary period of time. If you have 50 to 100 pounds to lose, you're more likely going to be in 0.7 to 0.8 grams per pound because you don't need all of your body weight. Since we know that a lot of that body weight is body fat that you need to lose. Next, we set fat. So, setting fat, we're going to go from 20 to 40% of your total calories being from fat. And remember, fat has nine grams or nine calories per gram, and that's on a cutting phase. Or you can do 0.3 to 0.5 grams per pound. If you are gaining muscle mass and your goal is to gain weight, you should set your fat intake at 20 to 30% of your total calories. And last but not least, carbs are the remainder of your calories. And remember, just like I discussed in part one, but I'm going to reiterate it, if you need to adjust going forward, the best way to make a small adjustment is to decrease your weekly or daily calories by 5%, taking them from carbs or fat. Most likely, whatever you have a bigger percentage of your diet from because if you're at 20% fat, you don't want to take it from there. If you want to make a drastic change to your body, you should probably cut 10 to 15% of your daily or weekly calories because that's going to be a bigger chunk but it's still in a safe range. If you want to do a mini cut… The only people who should be on a mini cut is if you have been at maintenance calories for more than probably four to six months. You are consuming a good amount of calories on each day and you can and you plan to only follow this mini cut from anywhere between three to eight weeks long and then immediately jump back up to maintenance and or a surplus. It's a very temporary diet. You can cut 20 to 30 percent of your calories on a daily basis if you are looking to gain weight. We are going to take a slow or lean gain approach, meaning we strictly want to gain muscle, no body fat included. For this, you want to increase 3 to 6%. Now, all those decreases and increases are only needed when you hit a plateau. So if you set your calories, you set your macros, and you start dieting and you are losing weight, 1% to 3 pounds or 1% of your body weight every single week— then you are fine and you do not need to make any adjustments. Remember, if you plateau and your weight loss stalls for two full weeks, then you can make a change to your calories by using these adjustments to break through a plateau. All right, guys, that breaks down everything. Once again, I got to shout out the Mind vs. Muscle team page on Facebook. There's a link in the description. And if you have any questions on setting your macros, adjusting your macros, setting your calories, which macro ratio is best for you, or how to go about a macronutrient-based plan, or any questions regarding nutrition in general, jump in the team page, tag me in a post, and ask me specifically, and I will help guide you through your issues. I'll see you guys next time on part three. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.